0: On our particular program, uh, we are actually uh, going live now on YouTube. If you're at all interested in checking us out on YouTube, we're actually going live. This will make uh, life a little bit easier for us as we actually document uh, what it is that we do every single week. Uh, our great uh, tech behind the the scenes person, Josh Collingswood, uh, is taking good care of us in terms of our websites. He takes care of all of the difficulties that I have because I, I can't manage those details very well. Uh, but at the same time, uh, we are grateful for the opportunity to actually be plugged right into YouTube. And now we capture this on our own channel. Uh, it's easy to upload, something that I think is going to be pretty nice uh, for us going into the future. There are all kinds of things uh, that are on the sidebar over here on the YouTube channel. But I'm hoping that as you watch me and as you see these uh, these things pop up, uh, that you you won't have any problems with anything. And like I said, we will actually archive this uh, later on today. Uh, in our second hour, uh, actually maybe even some in some of our first hour, we'll see uh, John Lester here and looking forward to having him uh, on the show with us. Uh, John Lester is a, a motivational uh, speaker and instructional speaker. He's been doing a lot of study on emotional intelligence. And this concept I think is a really crucial concern and one that I'll just kind of elaborate on here for a few moments as as we're waiting uh, for our guests to show up. Um, The thing that I think is really most important and powerful to me uh, when I see this in the culture is when I see individuals in our culture who all of a sudden take a great interest in uh, something that is absolutely biblical. And so if uh, we want to talk about being biblical, uh, we want to talk about how do we think Relationally with other people, I think that's going to be a crucial concern for us. And uh, as we think about the relational commitments that we have as Christians, uh, this is a powerful idea. So I wanted to come back specifically, though, to uh, this idea of HBR. For those of you not sure, this is Harvard Business Review. And every single day, Harvard Business Review gets dumped into my e- email box. And I'm looking at all different kinds of uh, articles and uh, ideas that come out of this particular uh, program that they have at HBR. And what I'm struck with always, and this is not anything that's, uh, that's new for those of you who know me, been reading uh, what, I, what I write, those kinds of things, is that I'm always finding in the public sphere that the unbelieving uh, people literally around us are stealing uh, biblical concepts. And by by stealing, I mean they can't get their truth from any other place. And so this is really a crucial uh, concern for us as Christians. And as we uh, uh, talk about this, just kind of entering into the dialogue here, welcoming my co-host, Dr. Clyde Posley. Good morning, sir. Hello, sir. How are you? Great to be with you today. We are live streaming on YouTube Live. And this is a great opportunity for us to archive for us into the future those things that uh, we might be able to say to others uh, in the future. Right. So uh, here we are uh, we're talking about the issue of emotional intelligence and the connection that we ought to have with people, the relational commitments that ought to be uh, going on with individuals. So let's talk a little bit about this and how does scripture uh, speak to these ideas? Uh, what are the key components to relational uh, commitments to each other? And how is this intelligence, this emotional intelligence, perhaps different from? Uh, greater than however we want to define it, than intellectual, uh, the intellectual quotient or intellectual intelligence or cultural intelligence or whatever other intelligences there might be out there. Let's talk about that.
1: Right. Well, you know, just let me just say good morning to everyone uh, uh, out there in, in our listening audience. You know, uh, interestingly enough, uh, one of the distinct differences uh, relative to how I understand emotional intelligence versus uh, other forms of intelligence is that, you know, it has been taught, uh, it's been said that he, uh, the, the soul is comprised or can be uh, divided into uh, five sections in order to understand the mind, the will, the imagination, the intellect, and uh, uh, the will, what I say, mind, will, emotions, imagination, and intellect. And um, if, 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 if if there is some truth to that, then that means that the development of the, the emotions starts uh, 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 before we get saved, mm-hmm. and so every person is born with a soul, but every person, as we believe as Christians, is born is, has been born into sin, mm-hmm. and thus that person has gone about life trying to use emotions in the with without the light. Yes. Of a brand new spirit. Yes. And, and that is important mm. because God brings light to the to the soul.
2: Mm.
1: Uh, a born-again spirit brings light to the soul. So what, what have we then in the mm. absence of a of a born a born-again soul, a new spirit? We have an individual who is has a requirements of uh cohabitating with other sinners in the world
2: mm.
1: and other righteous uh, and righteous people in the world. Yes. Without the instruction. Yes, of the Lord. Mm. Uh, when I was working on my doctoral program, uh, a great part of, of our instruction relative to uh, theory about understanding the mind came from a guy named Joseph Nye, and Joseph Nye and I, uh, and, uh, and also an author and gardener, and and Joseph Nye talked about uh, in a book called Leading People. He talked about the role of in, uh, emotional in, intelligence mm. and in leadership. And how we have to, in in his definition, we have to feel people. Mm. We have to make our connections as leaders. We have to be mindful that we that we have to be one. There's a certain kind of he didn't use the word, but suggesting, inferring, koinia uh, mm. with the emotions of people. And one of the papers I wrote uh, in 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 contradiction to some of his theories was that you have to know God to understand people. Mm because simply wanting to connect with someone on an emotional level for the purpose of leading a company, um, uh, acquiring some asset that you desire, Mm. is not the reason God wants you to feel emotional intelligence which would include uh, compassion, understanding, uh, 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 how to apply mercy. Why yeah. grace is so relevant? Mm. Uh, it's a spiritual thing, mm-hmm. and for so so for Christians, uh, one of my contentions, and and this was not a Christian course, but I brought it in. <laughs> Good know, for you. you, know, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, for, for people who 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 believe in God, for people who are theological in their base and in the in the base of their thinking, and that word we talked about last, year, who who have an epistemology born from Scripture. Yes. We believe that God informs our ability to uh, to to thrive uh, in in the area of emotional intelligence. We need God to cause us to be sensitive. Mm -hmm. Our sensitivities are born of the spirit, yes, and not of the flesh. We uh, many people who who and and not all, but many people who 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 delved into the idea uh, that emotional intelligence should run the world. First of all, you, you were talking earlier. We shouldn't be taking our cues from mm-hmm. culture, anyway. Exactly. But right. many people who 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 do that, uh, uh, they, they believe that 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 those great connections, uh, those things that we believe that 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 uh, ways in which they connect with people from sensing uh, what a person needs and then using your senses, your your uh, your ability to discern, as a Christian word, with your ability to mm-hmm. understand people. No. That's, that's not how we do it. Mm. We don't, Christians don't trust their senses to, to know. Mm-hmm. In fact, as Christians, we believe that our senses should follow our spirit. Mm-hmm. Our spiritual life informs our senses. Mm-hmm. In other words, what we see, smell, taste, touch, and all of that is not premier in, in the Christian, should not be premier in the yes. Christian thinking. So I, we, while we do believe in emotional intelligence, we believe that it must, as everything else, be informed by the scripture.
0: Mm. And here it is. This is the real crucial concern for us. Uh, when we stop to consider the impact of such a statement, we have to ask ourselves the question, where do the five senses come from? They come from the sixth sense. That's it right. Were.
1: That's exactly right. There has to be an outside right. source. Absolutely. Absolutely. And 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 how to steward mm-hmm. the senses. Yes. How And, and for that matter, uh, how we steward any, uh any epinos, any anything we come to know, mm-hmm. must be uh, led, influenced, and guided by God. Yes, you know, for we we the Bible teaches that in one specific place, and the scripture escapes me right now, but that we will be ever learning. We, we, we never fully come into a knowledge of the truth
2: mm-hmm. in many
1: instances. Yes. And so often we in society, we are gaining knowledge. We are finding pathways mm-hmm. and, and tackling new frontiers of understanding. But I still contend that any information that we gain, first of all, comes from God. It's not mm-hmm. a secret to God. He already knew. Yep. And so we have to let God, uh, Dr. Echoes, tell us what this information is, mm-hmm. why he's given it to us. Why this revelation? Why now? Yes. And how it is to be used by us as people who only have dominion and not sovereignty. Yes, the issue of source is huge here. Right. So the origin of where this comes from, the origin
0: of all knowledge. Mm-hmm. So when I'm thinking about uh, what the scripture teach, I I have my uh, scriptures open here to John chapter 1, mm-hmm. for instance, and it, it's really clear here. You were talking about the light earlier. Here are just some statements right out of John 1. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Mm-hmm. Boom. I, right. you know, I used to tell that's my right. students, all means all, that's and right, that's, that's right. all all means. Right.
1: There is nothing else. The, the, the book of Colossians also in chapter 1 tells, says that Christ is the head of both the invisible and visible world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now consider that. So there's a world that exists. That we that we cannot see with senses. That's right. He's in charge of that world too. That's right.
0: And he's awesome. the one who's originated. That's right. Everything that's material. Because if if we only take the five senses, then we're simply naturalists. Mm-hmm. We're simply the materialists. Oh, I had this and, conversation and, just yesterday. Yeah, just yesterday. <laughs> go for it, man. No, no, yeah. please, I'm listening. To well, you. this is You're a confirm. very important concept here when we start to think about this. When I when I talk with Christians, uh, and it just fascinates me, and it makes me so sad, who who say that they're believers but have no sense that they are simply naturalistic materialists, right. and that they are more consumed by the, the world, the, the, the stuff around them and the things that, that engage them mm-hmm. than anything else. This is a very powerful and important idea and one that needs needs to be explained to people so that they understand this is something that comes from outside of us, right. the transcendence of God. He is apart from, Absolutely. not a
1: part of the world around us. That's right. There's a passage of Scripture that speaks about that man's life does not consist in, in things. Yes. In things. Right. So much so that if he gained the whole world and lost his soul, mm. he would be damned. <laughs> you know. Yeah. To be guided by and 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 this is important uh, and not not to bring not to get political about this, but even while well, I I believe uh, that God wants us to be steward, have have dominion. Over everything, the mm-hmm. trees and everything, mm-hmm. we cannot uh, allow uh, uh, what we believe about global warming, or, for example, what we believe about the erosion of of the, of the uh, what's the word, a Great Barrier Reef, things like mm-hmm. that, right. to get in the way of what the Scripture says we should be doing. Mm-hmm. Now, there is an argument that that, that maybe we're getting in, we're not doing what Scripture said has led to that. Mm-hmm. But even in moments where it seems like the world is in peril, there's more typhoons and more earthquakes and all of that, mm-hmm. we still have to follow what the scripture says about why these things may be occurring and how we should guide ourselves in the process. We mm-hmm. cannot let what we touch and see, nature yes. become the god. And so here we
0: we need to kind of explicate that out or or expand that out to to suggest that what we're talking about here today this emotional intelligence mm-hmm that the psyche, that emotion, that anything that comes from our spirit comes from the spirit. That Mm -hmm. is the God who has made all things. And so the very interest of our internal processes Everything that we think about as human beings in our internal processes. And I go back to uh, Harvard Business Review again. They can write all they want to on let's take a pick a subject I saw recently on empathy. Right. If you want to talk about empathy for your workers, I'm gonna ask you every single time where'd that come from? Where is your
1: knowledge base? Yes.
0: Yeah. And are you going to uh, accept that knowledge base right. as the source from which you get this, and then bow to it and become
1: subservient to it. That is so true. One of the hardest things uh, that society grapples uh, with on a daily basis is the is the truth that they have not created anything mm-hmm. that God did
0: not know. Yes, and here's the issue I think for all of subject areas, whatever discipline, pick a field of study, it doesn't matter our responsibility as human beings it's to discover not to create we don't create oh, that's anything that's right. we only discover that which already is right. and so our responsibility and I, i'm thinking about proverbs 25:2 it's the glory of god to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to uncover it right. and this marvelous statement about how physicians or biologists or chemists or whoever is discovering something does so because it's already there that's right. Yeah, right. Because
2: it's That's God's right. creation. In,
1: in the same way, uh, not to minimize, I guess it wouldn't be minimized, uh, but in in the same way, we don't find God. Mm-hmm. That's right. We actually discover that He that He loved us. Mm-hmm. That's how we get saved. Mm-hmm. We don't where would you where where, where would you know to look? Mm-hmm. Even in that, we don't discover God. Mm-hmm. He was here already. Mm-hmm. What we do is we uh, is is uh, is we discover that He loves us. Mm-hmm. We come to understand that he that he has already died; that he's the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. That while we were yet sinners, we we come to an understanding of yes. that. But that I, that time always catches me off guard. Mm. Now, we, we can get back on subject. But but <laughs> when when he you, you know I found out he found
0: out mm-hmm. really yeah exactly. And we're talking about the very internal senses that all human beings have, and trying to help ourselves to understand what it is. When we talk about emotional intelligence, we're going to take a one song break. And when we come back, we're going to continue this uh, biblical foundation that we're establishing here for a Christian view of life and things. You're listening to Warp and Woof Radio, Radio Nextat TV at the Cool Groove site. Doctors Mark Echo and Clyde Posley will be right back. Right, just sir. laid off so it's not.
1: Mr. HB, how are you, sir? Good, bro. Right? How are you going? Good.
0: Yeah. Oh, boy, it's, it was a race this morning, man. I don't know oh, about you. I had a million things coming this morning. Yeah. Yeah, we um, a million things. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, anything, any news, any new directions? There's news. There's news. Okay. I'm not. Yeah. We'll, we'll okay, talk we'll more. talk. All yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. I'll look forward to that talk. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah but well, this is this is uh, in in um in my doctoral program we had uh, we had that week some core classes relative to creative and uh, effective and creative leadership
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, howard Gardner wrote a book on leading minds mm-hmm. you familiar with that book yeah. and and he 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 infers in that book that that there is something about the great minds of course these are the minds he chose mm-hmm. um that that has this uh, they, that they they have the this innate ability to be emotionally sensitive and intelligent to the needs of people and a mm-hmm. culture. And, that, and, and and that is where my religious background or spiritual background uh, helped me, I believe my doctoral program, mm-hmm. because people who don't have that foundation buy into that. Mm-hmm. that, that there is something special about a particular leader that causes him, listen, people may learn the talent of manipulating people mm-hmm. and, finding, and find out what, what works. And find out what works but we have to decide what great leadership is mm-hmm. and what does it mean and yeah. to what end That's right. is, is, are we seeking if right. money is the end well there's you don't you don't have to know god necessarily to mm-hmm. find a system that can cause money but is money success mm-hmm. where is god moses was successful because he led the people where god was trying to get them mm-hmm. to be uh uh just because You know, (laughs) we don't know that Alexander the Great was successful because he conquered and killed. You need to define what is success. Mm -hmm. So there is a talent that can be acquired to cause people to move. Yes. But just because people move, that does not mean they are aware or arrive at where God is There you go. This is John Laster. This is
0: Dr. Clyde Posley. Nice to meet you. This is Harold H.B. Bell. H.B. How you doing? doing? This is John Laster. Good
2: to meet you, John.
0: And John is the uh, expert this morning, our our fundamental witness for all things scientific. So we're uh, we're looking forward to having you here on the program. Um, we're going to rearrange some things here when we come to the second hour, uh, just because we're doing this live right now. But um, we're doing this uh, this uh, YouTube live, and then we'll archive these things later on. But you know, quite frankly, some of the things that that we talk about off-air off, with, off air, sometimes have just as much relevance as the stuff Absolutely. we say on-air. Absolutely. Yeah. So, John, we're glad you're here. Thank you for making the, the time and the space your schedule. You yeah, we'll move yeah. after uh, that. After, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, for those of you watching, and for those of you who are um, going to watch this archived piece, uh, one of the difficulties of doing things that are live is that you get to see everything behind the scenes, even when we take breaks. So this is my first foray into YouTube Live. Uh, we'll see what happens from this and see where this goes from now on. But uh, we're looking forward to uh, doing this here for the for the foreseeable future, as we continue to do Warp and Woof Radio, RadioNext.tv at the Cool Group site. We'll continue to have our podcasts. We'll capture those and streams, have those up. But we'll also have these archived videos uh, for folks to look at as well. Oh, my. So, any uh, new scientific analysis you want to share with us?
3: Uh, well, of course.
0: <laughs> you're going to share with yeah, us, yeah. Yeah,
3: be careful we get me started.
0: Okay, yeah. Well, see, this is the thing about having you on the show, John. I told you this already. Yeah. Man, when you start talking, I'm just going to sit over here with a big smile on my face because you're just going to go for it. It'll be great. Yeah. It's going to be great. How did do you know each other? Well, we met at Rainmakers. Oh, God. Christian uh, – Networking group. Yep. So uh, John's on the board there, and uh, John's doing some really great work in terms of motivational speaking, getting himself set up for that, and uh, looking forward to what the future holds for him. We'll come in in about 15 seconds. <laughs> And we're back, Warp and Woof Radio, radionext.tv TV at the Cool Groove site. And today we are discussing issues of emotional intelligence. And uh, before uh, the show came on today, I was doing a little bit more reading on EQ, emotional intelligence, and just uh, identifying some of the domains that uh, that those who are in this field uh, endeavor to give to us. There are four basic domains, self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relational management. Each one of those have some subcategories to them, including adaptability and positive outlook and empathy and coaching and influence and teamwork and so on. And one of the things that struck me, again, as I was uh, interacting with these kinds of concepts, just as a sidebar, people might be very interested to to listen to me while I'm reading or writing, because I'm always talking to the people in the book, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm always writing stuff, you know, you gotta be kidding me, man. You said that, come on, get it, give me a break. So I was doing this whole thing and I'm, I'm reading this stuff. And just like we were saying in the first hour Mm -hmm. here so far, uh, Dr. Posley is uh, all of these things have their origin and source in a Christian view of life and things.
1: Absolutely. 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 Um, And, 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 it's it's important to note here uh, that, in my view, true Christianity does not disconnect itself totally from science. Amen. It just does not fall under the auspices. There it is of science, the authority of yeah, like the authority exactly. Yep. You know, I I um, you know, too often I think Christians uh, hardline. Uh, science as ridiculous and 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 something now no, intelligence is of God. Yes. Revelation understanding yes. is of God. So we cannot discount science, mm-hmm. but we must make sure uh, that at all times science falls under the authority. That's right. Of Scripture.
0: So here's just a, a three word statement. Uh, I think uh, most Christians would agree with this: that revelation rules reason. I'll say that again, revelation rules reason. Reason comes under the umbrella of biblical truth. Just uh, for the sake of saying it out loud, and uh, for those who might want to do a little bit of research on this, uh, I wrote a paper that's actually included at warpandwoof.org called Interdisciplinarity. And there I gave a two-page summary of a Christian view of reason from a Christian vantage point with all kinds of parenthetical references to Scripture, if anybody's interested. Uh, This is a very important issue. Uh, that you've brokered here in the second segment, Dr. Posley, as we think about the issue of authority, that Christians don't jettison aspects of God's creation, right. but we bring them under the authority, right. under the
1: umbrella of right. the Creator, and we properly uh, prioritize. We, we 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 glean that there is a a if you will a parallelism that can be that, that can be maintained. That's not the word i have actually wanted to use, but. But the, 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 we need to work simultaneously. And I think to understand the world, to understand people,
2: mm-hmm. we
1: need to, uh, there needs to be a type of interdisciplinary, interdisciplinary that works constantly yes. uh, in society, uh, with psychologists, mm-hmm. sociologists, spiritual leaders. We This needs to, in fact, I don't believe that we can, we can function under the true authority and, and with walking the Powerful grace that we need to, without understanding all of what God has made available to us as Christians. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. I don't think, and, and our show proves it. Yeah. We, we 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 need to learn to hear
2: mm-hmm.
1: and learn from mm-hmm. psychologists, yes, absolutely. therapists, yes, scientists, right, uh, uh, economic experts, right. We need to do that. Uh, we, we we've had conversations on this show uh, as, as I go about the process of proving how I, the, how interdisciplinary, in, interdisciplinary thinking helps express itself in our show. Uh, we've talked about Indianapolis being a food uh, desert, mm-hmm. uh, the leading food desert. Mm-hmm. Uh, we 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 bring a several cultures. Um, a Merlin Gonzalez. Yes. Uh, we brought several different colors and ethnic people from ethnic backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we are proving that we believe that our best spirituality is in the multitude yes. of several uh, instructors mm-hmm. and, 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 sources of revelation. Mm. Uh, I, I believe that in life. And uh, so uh, even as we prepare for our, for, for our guest, it's important that our listeners know that, that we believe that spirituality and science can cohabitate.
0: Absolutely. Oh, this is the, the whole essence of what warp and woof is all about, I heartily concur, right. uh, the idea of coherence. Coherence simply is a big old theological word that means how stuff sticks together, mm-hmm. coheres. How does it stick together? So how do we understand the unity of all truths right. under the sovereign grace of God? And this is what we're discussing here. We're talking about it doesn't matter what ethnicity, it doesn't matter even right. by the way which uh, viewpoint people are coming from, atheists can express truth. And this right. is an important thing for all Christians here. So let me say that again. Atheists can express truth. It doesn't matter where the truth comes from. You know, you think about that famous line in, in Acts chapter 5 when the, the apostles are standing before the Sanhedrin and uh, Gamaliel uh, stands up and says, if this thing's from God, then we ought to watch out. But if it's not, sure. it will show itself. I mean, that's, truth, that's true. But he wasn't a believer. Absolutely. This is a Absolutely. this is a huge issue for us. And once again, because we're both academics, and this is another issue, because we're both academics, we're both committed to the intellectual enterprise of life. Uh, we are there foursquare. We are saying to everybody, we must view not only the foundation of all of life from a Christian vantage point, but the permeation of it as well. Right. So that we see it shot through the Christian view of life. Absolutely.
1: You know, just, just to shift gears uh, here, just just for a moment relative to to what you're saying, you know, our, the core of Christian ministry is to deal with hurting people
2: Mm. uh,
1: and and, and the greatest hurt obviously is being born into sin. Mm. Um, Emotional intelligence under the authority of scripture guided by the Holy Spirit and therefore, Guided by the Holy Spirit, empowers us. We have a society, uh, Dr. Echoes, of wounded people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard a preacher say this morning, and this is listening in my devotion, that that uh, in his view, uh, every hurting or wounded, uh, angry woman is off, is a, a a a mother. Every hurting, wounded mother now is uh, possibly a wounded hurting daughter mm. was once a hurting daughter mm-hmm. and, and and often many wounded hurting men mm. were first wounded hurting uh sons mm. there is some truth to that yes emotional and, and, and we're gonna the experts are gonna talk to us a little bit later but 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 there is some truth to that mm-hmm. because um emotional intelligence is so important uh in, in situations like that to understand these people. Yes. Often as Christians, we seek to be understood and we thumb out and beat our fist on the, the table yep. more than we seek to understand. Amen. Yep. And the Holy Spirit has to give us insights, mm-hmm. proper insights mm-hmm. into people's wounds mm-hmm. and into their hearts mm-hmm. so that we can pour the love of Jesus in. There it is. Often we're trying to give people God, but we haven't given them Jesus yet.
0: You know, this strikes me as a, as such an essential compassion idea of
1: Jesus is what I
0: mean. Sure, yeah. this strikes me as such an essential idea when we stop to think about the woundedness of individuals. It just go back to first testament teaching, Deuteronomy twenty seven, Leviticus twenty seven, uh, that the problems of sin will continue into the third and fourth generation. Mm-hmm. The concept of emotional damage in somebody's life mm-hmm. uh, is born because of some awful trauma that has taken place in the past. Mm-hmm. So you know, each of us have explained a little bit, at least, of our past to each to other. Another, right? And so that, I think, helps us to understand each other a little bit better Absolutely. where we're coming from. Absolutely. But if we were to actually say on air some of the things that we actually had to endure and mm-hmm. went through as children, people might understand a little bit better about why we're talking about things like right. this because it's right. so personal for us. Right. So this right. is a huge issue. We could go in lots of different directions with emotional sure. intelligence. But to your point, Right. Uh, the issue of woundedness uh, comes because of other things that have done through generations.
1: Right, right, and 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 you 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 spoke of the, as you as you referred to it, the the first testament, the, the old testament. Israel is a good a, a great example of that. Mm-hmm. Israel's conduct and their performance toward uh, with God, uh, toward God, mm-hmm. uh, it cannot be denied. It had a lot to do with the Egyptian bondage. Yes, and and they constantly reiterated the fact. They said it over and over again. They, 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 their first dishonor of Moses was because of their pain from what they had just mm-hmm. gone through. So, so the, the first confrontation that they had with Moses, a Dothan, a, a, a Dathan, uh, was born out of fear that we, you might. It, this may look our senses are telling us. As mm-hmm. We talked about earlier. That's right. That we might be going back into something we don't want to go back mm-hmm. into, and we will. We will, even though you helped us out, we will turn on you. Mm-hmm. Before we go back there. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and Moses had trouble kind of kind of dealing with the emotional condition of, of, of Israel, you <laughs> he know, sure did. you know, right. and God had to get Moses together yeah. about about dealing with this, the hardness of the people, because here's a truth. Moses wasn't uh, totally um, prepared mm-hmm. for the pain. Yeah. He was focused on getting, he had delivered them, but he wasn't prepared for what their conduct, right. the golden calf and the foolishness mm-hmm. of their behavior, was all born out of, you know, the crazy celebrations, the evil wickedness, mm-hmm. born out of their, their 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 them even not even being touched properly with, and uh, being in touch with their, uh, with their emotional condition, mm. which brings me to this 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 notion. I can't wait to our experts thought thought about this, often. People struggle with their relationship with God because they don't understand themselves emotionally. Mm-hmm. They don't understand what the the impact of the trauma they've endured yep. and, and the and how it has it rests in their behavior mm-hmm. and how they perform it. This is, I can't, you know, this is, there's a lot to unpack here.
0: This is an important idea that you bring up concerning the nation of Israel. Uh, So I'll just kind of piggyback on your good thinking here about this. What was the very first thing that the Israelites did when they were confronted with a situation where, you know, our leader is gone, Mm -hmm. uh, we're left to ourselves. They go backwards, literally, and try to recreate Mm -hmm. something from their
1: past to
0: assuage
1: their emotional uh, baggage that yeah. they're carrying out of with. control freedom. They 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 you you have held us in bondage. Now we're going to uh, flip over into folly. Yeah, so much so that we try to in one event try to capture all the freedom that we think we missed for 350 years, <laughs> yeah. 400 years. So yeah. so yeah, that's absolutely true. So so there's just so much to unpack
0: about it. And just one idea here that strikes me that maybe should be said out loud. I think to to Christians listening to this. It's really important to understand that um, that you shouldn't make these kinds of statements. Don't say, boy, you know, if if I had just seen the parting of the Red Sea or all of the great miracles in Egypt, you know, I would believe, it'd be easy to believe, people who were there. Didn't that's believe. <laughs> that's right. That's right.
2: That's right.
0: So please don't say that, stuff that, like that. That. That, that, please. Is, that, is, that is. That's a very good point. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, this, the emotional baggage that we carry, and, and we're kind of um, on this particular route, so maybe we should stay there for a moment because we live in a world of, of hurt and brokenness mm-hmm. and uh, difficulty for folks. Um, let's talk about the redemptive aspect of emotional intelligence now. And what is it then that brings us back that? that buys us back the idea of what redemption actually means? What brings us back or buys us back uh, to perhaps take care of some of the fractures and the brokenness of our emotions? In your own study, in your own doctoral research, uh, in your pastoral experiences, uh, what have you seen uh, that is going to help people uh, through, uh, obviously, the work of Jesus, help people to hone and to heal those
1: fractures of emotion? Well, uh, it's essentially, you know, Romans chapter one, verse 16 says, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, but it is, it is. the power of God mm-hmm. unto salvation. There it is. And so I, I go back to where we, we so often go. Mm-hmm. And that is that real healing starts with the word of God. Yeah, Jesus says, I am the word. I am the way, the truth and the life. He said also in, in, in uh, John chapter eight and verse thirty-two: You shall know the truth, and the truth mm-hmm. shall make you free. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and you know, I, I have to start there. People have to come to understand, not just read,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but understand yes. the word of God and what God's intentions have been over the years, mm-hmm. as which as we know through every dispensation to reveal more of His love for humanity, mm-hmm. uh, unto humanity. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it starts with hearing the word of God. When you hear the word of God and come to understand who God is through the face and life of Jesus Christ, regeneration happens by mm-hmm. faith. Mm-hmm. You place your faith in mm-hmm. Christ. This is important uh, to this point. When a person becomes born again and gets into the work of ministry, yes, it's a healing, it's therapeutic. Mm-hmm. It's therapeutic. Mm-hmm. I've come to understand that many people, as a pastor, yes. that many people's healing is in their service mm-hmm. when they come to know themselves. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they there's. I've, I've watched it time and time again. There is an a current, a work of the Holy Spirit that causes people to want to be saved at the very least yes. from what they have endured.
0: Yes. And here's uh, where we can tie this. Uh, your your great words here about the Word and the work of Jesus. Uh, tie it back into what we were saying just a few moments ago about interdisciplinarity. When we think about 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17 to 21, where Paul says that we are ambassadors of reconciliation, Mm -hmm. that means that everything that we do, so we have a commission only come in, and she talks to us about the psychological makeup and the Mm -hmm. healing your hidden hurts and Mm -hmm. things like this, and we're going to be talking to, to John Laster here about emotional intelligence and so on. All of these things, we are now ambassadors of the truthfulness Mm -hmm. of what we see laying around us, all around us. And all, what is our responsibility to discover it? Right. That's all we do as academics, as people in our trades and people in our studies. We find the things that God has established in his world that work, not because it's true, because it works, but it works because it's true. It's true.
1: You know. I don't know who who this this. what the Lord just spoke to me in my spirit is even for, uh, but the, in life, in life, there can be moments where you wonder whether or not your work is having the type of impact it's supposed to. Okay. I know this as a pastor. Mm-hmm. I know it as a husband. I know it as a father.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When you serve, The good of a person and you connect with them emotionally by the guiding of the Holy Spirit. Often, what you where you in places where you think you should find solace Mm. and encouragement Mm -hmm. and you don't, Mm -hmm. there is a solace and an encouragement in knowing that you have emotionally connected with someone and served them. Yes. It's therapeutic to you, it 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 helps you. Mm -hmm. And there are moments that people haven't experienced it in the Christian life where your work won't seem rewarding mm-hmm. on earth, where your your efforts won't be celebrated in a manner that you that you desire at that moment. Yes. The pat on the back won't come. Right. I can tell you from over 20 years of pastoring, uh, actually over 30 years of pastoring, 20 years at this church, that if you find yourself lifting another's emotion and, and encouraging them, there is a ministry to both. You and that person.
0: Mm. You know, part of what you're having to say here this morning about these things is speaking to me, because I, I I think about that on a regular basis. One of the the questions that haunts me, and I'll be honest and transparent here, maybe others struggle with these things too. One of the great questions of my life is, what happens if all of the work and effort and toil and labor that I put into whatever ministry I'm in and given to, and I don't see the results of it, I don't see the consequences. I don't see you know, 20,000 followers mm-hmm. on Twitter, right. if I don't have this many books and people are uh, writing my name in the sky, you know this is hyperbolic ideas such as right. this. What happens if all of those things don't happen in my lifetime? And what if the very thing that I'm here to do is to give that good word to a person? Right. And yet, I don't see that immediate effect. I mean, right. we feel that all the time as educators and preachers, sure. by the way, don't we?
1: Absolutely. You know, the scripture is coming to my mind that God is not unrighteous, that he, uh, to forget your labor and love and how you have served and mm. you serve mm. the brethren. All right, thank he, you for he, that. He, 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 he is so much God. You know, often we have more, That that's why it's important. I don't want to jump around here. That's why it's so important for us to, to keep in mind that we walk by faith and not by sight. There is no way that all of what we have poured out,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and let me direct this to you, mm-hmm. all of what I have known you to pour out and watch you pour out that you don't have 20,000 followers. You got them. <laughs> they're, just, they're just not liking <laughs> got, me on Facebook. They may not be liking you, but trust me. You know, you you, you said yourself, without, without us getting in, in, in too, too far away from it, think about all the listeners. We don't talk about this much on the show, because we're not on the show trying to yes. just gather listeners. Right. But think about all the people, opportunities, impacts that is happening that we don't talk about from the show from people who are listening mm-hmm. and an and audience i want to look at this camera and tell you, you'd be surprised <laughs> shocked at some of the people from various racial various religious backgrounds mm-hmm. including agnostics and atheists mm-hmm. who tune into this show and whose lives are being impacted by the great work of this man here no. so <laughs> so uh, it's, i'm right here there, next there's, to, there's, next there's to my lot, brother Thank there's you. a lot to it
0: this is uh, the, the emotional intelligence issue uh, for us is is very personal, as you can tell in the last mm-hmm. couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to recognize that. that, And it's important, I think, for the two of us to be transparent about right. it, that we, we suffer hurts. Right. We suffer disappointments. We suffer failures. There are things that get under our skin. Right. There are things that we want to rage about because, you know, these things are so difficult to bear at times and so it's important for for listeners to say uh, you know what they're just like us right you know they put their pants right. on one leg at a time the, just like we and we, we also
1: just have the same responsibility to keep ourselves under subjection mm-hmm. to the guidance of the holy spirit mm-hmm. to trust him yes. despite how we may feel right. in a given moment yeah as if he's true, when we're excited about it, when, we, when, when he doesn't make sense to us, mm-hmm. he's still true. There it is. So maybe the way to uh, end this segment
0: is simply to say this, that our spirit, uh, guided by the Holy Spirit, uh, will move us in the right direction that we need to go in terms of emotional intelligence. Uh, you're listening to Warp and Woof Radio, radionext.tv at the Cool Group site. We're going to take a two-song break. And when we come back, John Laster will be with us here uh, talking about emotional intelligence And uh, his uh, readings and scientific inquiry into the matter, Uh, Dr. Clyde Posley and myself uh, here to establish some of the biblical basis. But, boy, we could go on and on and on about this thing. Uh, This is such a broad and deep subject area. uh, And I'm glad to be with my brother this morning to talk about these ideas. You're listening to Warp and Woof Radio at RadioNX.TV. We'll be right back.
1: He's always taking us to church. That's that's really part of our segments here. I mean, I've come to understand Mark's gonna go to church at some point while we're on the air. Oh, <laughs> so, oh, so tell me what that means, going to church. Going to church, take, take okay. just that, taking us to a place where we are in a in a in a worship experience where our minds are totally on 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 God. Okay, it's Christian. Listen. In all fairness, it'd be difficult. I would question the Christianity, all of us, uh, of you and I, rather, if 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 we're talking about Christ and the things of God, and we don't get caught up in it,
0: mm-hmm. the emotional,
1: absolutely discharge. because it's real. Mm-hmm. You know that you know, and and, and I, I believe I, 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 I believe uh, John could probably speak to this. We are in a, an emotional relationship with Christ with God through Christ by choice. Mm-hmm. You can't. Just talk about the truth about my Christ. Let me say it like that, mm-hmm. or your Christ, or your Christ. If, if if you if that can be discussed, and it's not, it doesn't draw me in mm-hmm. in an extraordinary way. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. You know, it's just like if I loved money. Mm-hmm. If you if you you talking about money, how to make money? I my ears are, you know, I'm I'm involved. Or if you, or or if a person is a criminal, mm-hmm. you know, if a person if he meets a person, and he thinks he hears more about how to be a criminal he's going to be in, he's going to want to be intrigued about that so mm. so i just believe that uh, uh the heart of this show is what yeah, makes yeah. this show special it's it's authentic excuse me, because that is what it's authentic and and it's genuine and uh and it takes us to places mm. yeah to where we are yeah we need to be absolutely
0: well john thanks so much for being here oh, there really grateful for this. I'm going to make some adjustments here for those of you watching us. I'm going to make some adjustments to our camera. So it's a little bit wider and uh, captures a little bit more. And then um, yeah, and then if you, john, you come on over here and join the picture. Would Be great. Yeah, I did not. Um, this is one of those things where I need to figure out how in the world do I get people to involved in this? (laughs) So those of you who are watching this later on, you're laughing at me going, how come Michael can't get his act together? Well, you know, I'm I'm trying to do way too many things at once. I think that's my problem. But this will be archived, and so uh, we'll actually have this uh, for uh, folks later on. Obviously, I didn't set this up in a way that people are actually going to be watching it right now. But uh, hey, we've got this. We've got the podcast. We're good to go. They, 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 they can hear us. Yeah, that's our, that's
2: our main thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is. Uh, I
1: remember when you were telling me about the death, the information about the gas, All the things just started flooding my mind about. Uh, you know. Just going being in school, working on the doctoral program, and how uh, the that was one of the moments where uh, I learned the importance of interdisciplinary.
2: Mm. You know, mm-hmm.
1: uh, it's it for me. It's where it's where my it's where humanities and cultural studies and MLK scholarship started to make sense uh, because uh, they they would authors, various authors would compare styles of leadership uh, with King. And mm-hmm. for me, it was f- with King because that was the third part of the history. Mm-hmm. And uh, the separating factor, uh, the glaring difference was all of his guidance was mm-hmm. from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's what really set him apart,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and, and, and that's what many people have never embraced. He wasn't the first person to. In fact, the whole concept of nonviolence had been practiced by Mahatma Gandhi. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right? Uh, it, uh, what 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 King did was use biblical principles mm-hmm. to apply it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mahatma Gandhi didn't. Yeah, no. Arguably, he was angry and mad. He Just you know, he, you know, a lot of his. Well, he was mad. We just <laughs> we we'll just, we'll yeah, just we'll leave just it there. there. Yeah
0: one of the things that strikes me when I think about Gandhi and I think about MLK is that uh, these events took place in Western cultures. Uh, Had they taken place in Eastern cultures, such Mm. as behind the wall, you know, they would have simply been another number, you know, and this is a a sadness, but it goes to show that the possibility of change is possible in a culture of freedom. Now that we could discuss the extent of freedom and how we still need it and the difficulties we still have, but still, uh, we're talking about a culture that could change mm-hmm. and not one that was uh, based on a totalitarian view of yeah. Life, and
1: life. Yeah, it, 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 along with that, you know, we have to also allow for the truth that people practice Christianity, whether king or whether in their generation, according to their emotional intelligence mm-hmm. in, in that era. In that era, yes. In in Good that point. era. There are some things that the church has done, the Reformation mm-hmm. uh, and going forward, that was wrong. Yeah. But, yeah. but but it did not mean that it was not an attempt on their part to do to practice Christian principle right it, it was just but, but what many often what is often left uh on the table of understanding is is that challenges develop
2: mm-hmm.
1: our Christianity mm-hmm. as much as the guidance of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. Faith must have an object of contention yes to develop. Yes. And so the challenges in our society, the challenges in our world, whether it be political, social, uh, economic, they challenge and develop our faith.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That is what we need to get emotionally uh, keyed into. Mm-hmm. What is the emotion here? What is what are the motives and what's driving these people? How do we set up uh, uh What's the word? Uh, structures. Mm-hmm. How do we set up an infrastructure to deal with what we come to understand mm-hmm. about the particular challenges of an age? Mm-hmm. The principles of, you know, one of my professors told me years ago in seminary, methods are many principles, a few methods have to change, mm-hmm. although principles never do.
0: They never do. Yeah. And
1: and and so one of the things we have trouble with in our society is uh, holding on to the principles of scripture. Mm-hmm. While changing the method of application, yes,
0: exactly, yeah, this was something that uh, mm-hmm. my uh, my professor in the Civil War class I've talked about uh, she kept okay. saying, "Oh well, I'm sorry yeah. mm-hmm. She kept saying over and over and over again she said, um, "Look, you may believe, and we would all uh, subscribe to this idea that that slavery is reprehensible, but then she would she would often add, but don't fall into the misconception that somehow you can practice hermeneutical anachronism. That is, try to impose your 21st century viewpoints on what was happening in the 1850s, 1860s, because what was happening to them at that time in that place was something happening to that time in that place. We don't fully comprehend or understand it. So we have to understand that these are things that these folks were going
1: through as difficult and as awful as those uh, events were, mm-hmm. so yeah. it was I mean, really widely acceptable. Yeah, you know, and and that's not something that we we and I'm I, as a black man. That's, that's 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 a hard truth to embrace, but it is a truth. Mm-hmm. It it is not the fundamental. No, plus, it's not the foundational truth right. of how that should be dealt with. But it it was a, it was a, it was a way of life, an evil way of life. Yes, right. It right. was an evil oh, way yes, of life, right. and it wasn't. It, there's some things today. Or oh, like you take something as horrible and a but ridiculously evil as uh uh, uh, uh pedophilia. Yeah, three hundred years ago, there were concepts in the minds of people who were Christians that a father was supposed to be the first person to sleep with his daughter. That 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 you know, and and other bizarre things that it was not wrong for cousins to to marry. We know today, that is ridiculous, horrible. Yeah. You, you you, would not get out of prison if you did something it's like that crazy. today. It's but crazy. these were norms, yeah. and we have to accept the fact that, that challenges challenge our faith. One of the things
0: that struck me as I was uh, with my uh, some of my classmates, uh, who would always say the same thing about this time and place, 1850s, 1860s, they would say, well, you know, if I were there, I would have been an abolitionist. And I, I just kind of shook, shook my head and smiled and said, you know, how do you know that? And seriously, within the culture of the day, yeah,
2: the abolitionists
0: were, frankly,
1: few and far between in the sense of they weren't dominant I, I members I, I, of, of the I culture. By I, that's, let me tell you something. When I, when I lecture, when I talk, some of these things I talk about, see, some the things I even say at the church just ruffled people so badly. Yeah. You know, there were blacks, right. many people, if you, if they get into the subject, yeah. there were blacks who held slaves. Yeah. Yep. In Europe, more Blacks held white slaves mm-hmm. than
0: were held
2: in by whites in America.
0: That's just a reality. And we are back, Warp and Woof Radio at Radio TV at the Cool group site. I'm really happy that we're doing YouTube live, even though nobody's really watching us because I didn't make this thing available to them. But uh, nonetheless, <laughs> <appreciate it>. nonetheless <laughs> this will be archived and other uh, people will be able to see it later on. So uh, but off air, I mean, this, the conversations we have <laughs> off air, man, they are just so deep and wide. It's just so much fun. Anyway, uh, back to the subject at hand, emotional intelligence. Uh, John Laster, thank you so much for being here, spending your time with us here
3: today. Uh, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here.
0: Yeah, We're really grateful for uh, what you're doing in life. And uh, so with that, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, um, your family, uh, what you do here in Indianapolis. But I'm especially interested for you to tell everybody uh, what you're interested in doing into the future. So have at it, man. Go for
3: it. Well, well, thanks. I appreciate that. And again, thanks for having me here. Um, uh, Just a little bit about my background. Um, I was raised in Southern Illinois a place called Mount Carmel, down by Evansville, Indiana, Uh, born and raised there. Um, I was blessed to have the opportunity to go over to St. Louis to play sports in college, uh, played football there, and uh, had a good time, and moved to the Indianapolis area around 2009, Mm -hmm. and uh, instantly got involved uh, with East 91st Christian Church, Mm -hmm. um, and got involved in the ministry there for young adults, young adult leadership, and my wife and I um, lead a group at our home on, on on Wednesday nights, and we're part of a couple of ministries. We've sat on some leadership boards there, and we teach cl- a class on Sunday mornings, mm, great. Um, just a variety of different topics. Uh, my passions uh, in in that a lot are uh, apologetics, as mm. well as uh, we just finished a really fun series on world religions mm. and how they compare and contrast to Christianity and, and Jesus Christ. So. Excellent. Um, so yeah, that's my passion. Ministry has always been my passion. And I think another passion of mine, um, is people Mm. and the opportunity to, to teach and transfer enthusiasm on things that I'm passionate about. And so that's something that's been growing and developing for, you know, for several years, I I should say more than a decade now, it's been developing in different avenues and different uh, platforms. And so, you know, through business opportunities, through things that I've been involved with and people I've, I've had a chance to meet, I've. I've been really fortunate to be able to travel internationally and, and be able to speak to different uh, cultures and different people about, um, you know, whether it be about business things or or ministry opportunities. Mm. And so that's just been developing and cultivating. And uh, that brings us to today where, um, you know, it, it's it's really become apparent to me that there's strong connections between the, the wisdom we've received in the word of God. And what scientists is uncovering now mm-hmm. very recently mm-hmm. about how the brain works mm-hmm. and uh, and how our, our identity and how we see ourselves is really right in the middle of all of that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'll be speaking moving forward um, to different companies and, uh, you know, uh, cor- corporations and it'll have a different slant because what I want to do there is to show them that the science is there behind the emotional intelligence and why it's so important. And then the brain science kind of confirming uh, that, you know, a part of our brain that's not so much maybe the cognitive side of our brain that we might have previously believed is not quite as important as as our identity piece and our relational piece. Mm. And so that that will be my focus for uh, for speaking. But this opportunity today is unique because we can just uh, we can just pin our ears back and and talk about why it's really the truth. And and it's always been the truth. And and now we can talk about it differently. It is a a fantastic platform for us and uh, just uh, so pleased
0: that you're here to share some of these uh, insights and ideas with us. Uh, Going back to that uh, issue, though, about you being in front of companies and groups and so on that are not necessarily Christian groups by any means. um, Tell us about some of the universal principles that you see yourself engaging in those kinds of venues Uh, where you're not giving chapter and verse, but it's pretty obvious if any Christian were out there listening. Yeah, he got that from the Bible.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of places you can go with that. When you look at um, emotional intelligence right now, um, that's the entry point, because it's all the craze. It's what everyone's talking about. When I say everyone, I I speak Mm -hmm. relatively. But when you look at the idea, there's been a big shift from the cognitive mind, your IQ, to your EQ, your emotional quotient or your emotional intelligence. And that shift is, is relatively recent, you know, eight, 10 years. Uh, there's been a lot of discoveries and, and almost daily, it seems like, uh, brain science discoveries that can show where emotional intelligence comes from and what's going on. And at the end of the day, people are interested in emotional intelligence that uh, are, are not necessarily believers because it's been associated with success in all endeavors, almost mm-hmm. all endeavors, relational success. Uh, of course, but what is business if not relational success, right? Yes. Connection with people and, um, you know, the emergent leaders uh, out there all have high emotional intelligence. And these things are in Forbes and Harvard Business Review. And, and you start to look it up, the average income is is almost $30,000 annually different with people with high emotional intelligence. Wow. So that speaks quickly to mm. people. Over 90% of the high achievers and high performers have a high emotional intelligence. Mm. And, um, you know, and people, people don't leave jobs, they leave poor bosses and mm, there has, you go. that has to do with low emotional intelligence, low engagement and, and all of these things. So there's a lot of inroads mm-hmm. into getting into the conversation. Okay. Emotional intelligence is important for a lot of reasons. Um, let me add one other to this, um, because our emotions are actually affecting us in ways we don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that mm-hmm. is the brain science coming in. This is provable now. Uh, With hard science and and again, not necessarily from people of faith, but just hard science that they're finding saying, you know what, Uh, you know, for instance, Dr. J. E. Ledeau and and people like that and, and Alan Shore from UCLA are talking about how the brain, the emotional side of your brain, the relational side of your brain acts completely uh, in some cases separate than the cognitive thinking part of your brain. Mm-hmm. And so literally it's got its function that's it's doing but it doesn't you know, it doesn't acquire uh, your thinking brain to get it done. Mm-hmm. And so when you see that separation that opens the door to realize and us for, for us to enter the identity piece and that the who we are determine what we do mm-hmm. uh, oftentimes more than our our, our conscious decisions, mm-hmm. you know, our behavior modification mm-hmm. as we try to do on our own. And so, so there's a lot of entry roads there. So but you know
1: it gets you going a lot of <laughs> yeah. You know, so and so so I'm so I a couple, couple 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 things. Uh you do just I hope you do. <laughs> yeah, a couple things. Um one are you suggest are you saying that there's science that that that, uh, that speaks to uh, the notion that our emotions often in uh, are in good leadership, our emotions Drive our decisions more than our than what we have understood previously, or our IQ. Really, absolutely. And that the most successful leaders think that way.
3: Absolutely. Uh, there's a there's a ton, and 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 I'll give you a couple of examples of things that they've looked at and ways they've done this. Um, and and to back up for just one second, there's a there's an article I believe in the Harvard Business Review. It actually talks about what you do with (laughs) this. I'm telling you, there was an article and you might have read the sandbox leadership. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You made references. You did. okay. that's okay. And so leadership in all organizations, it's 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 really falling, you know, because this idea of emotional intelligence actually is decreasing. Um, But but anyway, so there was a study done. This just proves the reality that we're being run. Our views of the world are being biased and controlled in large part by our emotions without us knowing. Is, mm-hmm. the, is, is the part that's so unique. Um, so there's there's almost something running in the background in our minds that is leading the way mm-hmm. that we don't really understand that's leading the way. And then when mm-hmm. by the time it gets to our conscious mind, we're just trying to manage it mm-hmm. And so much of us uh, you in know, our lives we're just managing uh, something that's that's leading the way but to not know that obviously is is, is kind of scary. And so mm-hmm. let me let me make that point. So there's two different ideas. one uh, rejection. What rejection does to your mind? It changes your perception of reality. Mm. Uh, mentally, it changes your perception of reality. So they did this test where they had people kick field goals. A big group of people kicked field goals, and uh, they were ten yards away, and it was and the goalpost was ten, you know, ten feet high or whatever, just like normal. But it wasn't marked, so nobody had any idea how far it was. And they separated the ones that made it over and over to the ones that missed it over and over, and then they just put them in a room and said, "How far was the field goal? And and how high was it?" Oh my. It was drastically different answers to the people that failed. Their perception just got bigger and bigger and bigger mm-hmm. and further and further away. Wow. But obviously it was the same task. Mm-hmm. It was the same obstacle. But the obstacles, we perceive it differently when we get rejection or when we miss it, when we fail. And, and that's an interesting thing that you could think about for a while. And another idea was they had teachers. This was really good. They had teachers. They, they, they said, listen, I want you for five minutes to just think about a really horrible day. Just think about how everything went wrong. Everything fell apart all through the day for five minutes. I want you to think about it. Just get your mind going on that day. This other group of teachers, I want you to think about the best day when you transformed a student's life, when something just kind of uh, Mm. just happened uh, to the highest degree. And I want you to think about it for five minutes. And then when they finished, they gave them all the same essay to grade. And then they graded the essay. And what happens? There was an almost two grade difference on the same essay from the two (laughs) teachers. Now, that's interesting. That's interesting. But what's even maybe more interesting is when they asked the teachers before they told them the outcome, how many of you think what you thought about before grading affected your grades? And 90 percent of them said there's no way. way There's no way my thinking would affect that. Wow. And so there's something going on in the background that is emotionally driven, that is changing and, and touching every aspect of our human communication, our connection, our interaction. And therefore, uh, our success in business, our success in church, mm-hmm. our success in our family and leadership. You mm-hmm. know, it's really important for us to be able to have emotional intelligence, to be self-aware and know what's going on. And then really, if we can, if we can
1: grow it. Oh, see, well, now here, now here now see, you, you're producing questions. So, so, <laughs> so you talked about the, the part of the brain, the cognitive part. but mm-hmm. you, You're differentiating, differentiating that from the part of the, the, the more, uh, I guess, uh, intuitive or... Uh, the, I, the emotional side, yeah. So would it be fair to say then those those teachers, because they did not really realize their emotions are subconsciously driving them mm-hmm. without them without them really realizing it. So literally, uh, so would that in, in turn would you say that leaders or or persons who are okay. have the high emotional IQ are individuals who do this innately? Well, you you bring it's perfect. Um, It's a perfect question
3: for me to kind of explain this part of it. Okay. So there's research done by by uh, Dr. Jim Wilder, which is a a PhD in clinical psychology, and um, and he also is a believer in Christ. And so Mm -hmm. I love how he connects these dots. Um, His name again? His Jim Uh, Jim Wilder. Jim Wilder. Jim Wilder. And and he connects these dots, and he talks about a fast track brain function or brain system and a slow track. Hmm. and they they science was for a long time fooled because there's more energy going on in your conscious brain where you're managing everything and, and solving problems and finding solutions more more energy going on than in your right brain okay which is your left is where the cognitive function is and so they thought well that's got to be the leader but what they found now is they realized that there's actually as nerves enter your brain that they they sh- they shoot through around to your prefrontal cortex which is where you where you really start to get to the thinking part. You start to be conscious about what's going on. And through the right brain, they're going at six times per second. And through the left, it's five times per second. So I'm being a little bit technical with you, but it's happening faster than you can think about it. And so if you put it like this, things that we generally assume that are happening automatically are not actually happening automatically. They're just happening faster than you can consciously think about it. So things, things like your identity, your motivation, your emotional control, um, or your re- regulation of your emotion, um, your ability to focus, your relationships with others, your conscious and your values, what's right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Those are things that you expect to wake up with in the morning. You pop your eyes open. What are my values? You don't deliberate what your values are. So we don't are. give them as much thought. You don't deliberate. You don't. Or feel get, that we don't. Yeah. Right. If you see an opportunity to help someone or there's a child that's hurting that falls down, you don't. OK, do I help this child? Do I know them? Is it worth it? Do I have time? These are not questions you ask yourself. Mm-hmm. These are things that you think automatically happen. But the reality is they go through your emotional brain faster than your conscious brain. Wow. And they can see this now. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you're being controlled by what, what picture are you generating in your brain that says this says, who am I? Because this master process, ultimately, it makes up your emotional and relational competence. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's making that up. And really, its primary function is to say, who am I in this situation? That That's what that's doing. And then your brain starts to manage it when you, when you get to think about it. Mm. So but the good news is it can grow. You know, I always tell people, your IQ is set at 16. All right. Your cognitive reasoning skill and your temperament and personality is going to stay the same for your whole life. But your emotional intelligence, your ability to to get in there, because there's ways to get in there. It, to, to the speedy function, the, the leader of your brain, there's ways to get in there and to actually grow that ability. And that's what that's what I like to talk about on the practical side.
0: This is fantastic
3: stuff. Uh, if you're listening to us
0: uh, here right now live or get the podcast later or get YouTube live, let me just say to you right now, after just listening to John for 15 minutes, you need to run to hire this man to speak to your company. Because quite frankly, if our companies actually function properly... If we could actually trust people, if there was communication values that were going on that would actually highlight the individual people behind us, oh, my word, how much better uh, businesses uh, would be run uh, in this way? So uh, John Laster, make sure that you connect with him. Uh, he's part of Rainmakers Christian uh, uh, connection group. But uh, if you have any connections uh, with me, make sure to make that connection. And I'll give you over to John. You've been listening to Warp and Move Radio at RadioNext.tv at the Cool Group site. We're going to be list, uh, listening to one song, uh, some smooth jazz here for about four or five minutes. And We'll be back. And when we come back, uh, we'll be listening uh, to John give us some more scientific evidence of what's going on emotionally in ourselves uh, for the last half hour of our program. Warp and Move Radio, we'll be right back. Good stuff, man. Uh, Good awesome. stuff.
2: Excellent. Well, thank you. Excellent. We have it.
0: What? We can get
2: a nice one Friday. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll do that at the end. Okay. It's uh, such a sadness. But, you know, it's this place. I mean, I don't know if you. know. No, noticed. no,
1: no, no. Oh, you're not about to say what I think you're about to say about this. Yeah. Yeah. It's done. It's gone. It's over. You didn't catch the, you didn't catch my message? Obviously no. not. <laughs> Obviously not. No. Yeah. No, I'm in those classes, man. I haven't really even been on the. Sorry. So,
0: yeah, the, uh, we had to cancel because of what happened here. They sold this place out from underneath us. I know about that, but I, I didn't even. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So.
1: Okay.
0: So you know, do the, be? <laughs> Nothing right now. I, I have some ideas about what this can be, so I'll just since you guys are the first ones I'm going to talk to about this, mm. uh, I'll just make this comment.
1: Does John know about
0: it? Uh, we were going to have a fundraising event on Friday, okay. which was going to be a jazz mixer. HB is all about the jazz mixers, and he does a great job. But because this place was sold out from underneath us, all the energy has gone, the people are leaving, all that kind of stuff. So it's become a ghost town, if you've noticed, coming yeah. in today. Uh, but to that point, um uh um, one of the things I've been thinking about doing is having smaller group, like going to somebody's home who believes in what we do at Cominius, uh, but would want to host maybe six or eight couples uh, or six or eight individuals, I should say, uh, that would come in and just learn about what we do, uh, give a short presentation, 15, 20 minutes, have it be a social event where, you know, it'd be some hors d'oeuvres, maybe some drinks, uh, libation of your choice kind of thing. And then, um, just give a chance then to acquaint ourselves with people more personally about comenius. So those who might really be interested in the three bridges we cross, college, community, and culture, uh, we're pretty much doing them all right here right now. Um, I think that that would be a, a way to go. So I've started the conversation with at least one individual, see if we can come into their home. Uh, I, I'm thinking, you know what, I'm having such a hard time getting into churches with mm-hmm. pastors who I can't even get a return phone call. I go to their desk. I leave stuff. I never get the response. Um, so I'm thinking, you know what? I'm just going to go to my friends who go to churches mm-hmm. and say to them, Hey, you know what? Do you believe in what we're doing? Have you enjoyed your time in the radio show? Whatever, you know, whatever. Um, how yeah. about hosting an event?
1: If I can, if my church is available to you, whatever we can do, whatever we can do.
0: Well, you know, honestly to, uh, to have the two of us, Talk about what we do here would be, I mean, the Man, first step maybe. What, uh,
1: and whatever way I can help. I just, I don't,
0: well, I don't push us, put us on the missions roll. There you go. I think that's the issue for churches is that they don't see this as a real problem. That is that they're losing their young people when they go to public university. And that's a difficulty, I think. So, yeah, so there's the bad news for the day since you didn't, didn't hear that earlier. Yeah, that's why I haven't been talking about yeah, it. Yeah, that's
1: that's why. Yeah, okay. Is it? So the Mary group already gone? I, I saw oh, yeah, they're just,
0: everybody's vacating the premises. We're not going to be here next week. We will not be here next week. So we're going to go down. Is it near the Bonner Center? Yeah, i will near that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So be a little closer to your church building, at least. I okay. do uh, uh, wow. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's not been a good scene. Not been a good scene. But life goes on, and like HP was telling me this morning, nobody died. We're still here, mm-hmm. moving along, all that good stuff. We really do have something, you know. You tell me this all man. We have something here oh, yeah. that you don't see elsewhere. Yeah. People, when I tell them there's a black and a white PhD talking to each other on a radio show, just the fact that they see the picture, mm-hmm. their eyes go wide. Yeah. It's really something.
3: And I told you I can sit in the middle of you guys being half black and half white, and we could go. We could have a gradient across, <laughs> across the way here. <laughs> Oh. Uh, and
0: we are back, Orphan Woof Radio Radio Next Step TV at the cool group site. Uh, yeah, so all the stuff that goes on off air, you know, some of it is repeatable, some of it will just leave lay on the carpet over here. Uh, but it is funny nonetheless. <laughs> John, last year, we are just thrilled that you're here today. Uh, the stuff that you gave us here in the first 15 minutes of the second hour was just fantastic. Honestly, we were talking in the first hour about a biblical view of foundation permeation and how uh, we simply as people in the world are discovering that which is already there. And that's what you're really telling us about, really, is we're just you're just telling us stuff that's already there. And scientists are now discovering it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So. You know, I'm just going to let you pick up where you'd like to go and uh, take off because you're the man because
3: I don't know what question
0: to ask sure. next.
3: Well, sure. I, you know, I, just to keep running into it a little bit more, um, if you think about the reality that we've talked about so far, that you have your emotional relational side of your brain that is uh, in, it's been proven to act in separately than your cognitive, your IQ mm-hmm. part of your brain. So if that—if you have that and that we can establish that, Then you think about the right relational side of your brain that is also, you know, really affecting things like your identity, your motivation, your emotional control, your ability to focus on things, uh, your relationship, uh, relationships with others, conscious and values. When you look at those types of things, you you have to think, well, how in the world can I get in there? How can I affect that side of it? Because if by the time it gets to my conscious mind, it's kind of already happened. Mm. Well, I want to talk about habits. What I like to do is raise a person's awareness of uh, in a different way, maybe not just for the only time, but in a different way. If you learn something else, another reason something is true, uh, another confirmation of truth, mm-hmm. then you can internalize it deeper and you can act on it more readily. Mm-hmm. You know, inspiration comes from a deeper rooted belief. Right. And then you get inspired by that. It's, it's like health and fitness. Right. When you learn something to be true uh, at a deeper level, then you it's easier to act on that truth. Mm-hmm. So confirmation confirmation right, right? Mm-hmm. and so and so that's what's really neat about this so um, ultimately there are skill sets you can practice that then speak to the part about you and and it let me be technical for a second it's actually in the the, the basal ganglia and the amygdala in the brain uh, parts where they store what they would say wisdom mm-hmm. or what scientists would call wisdom okay. because there's, there's two different sets of, of cell clusters one of them it, it learns quickly like when you're startled It, it, you know, it learns very, very quickly and then it it sets back to normal. In other words, if you're walking on a path and you see a snake quickly, it learns and then it shut your brain. Literally, the emotional side of your brain, the faster side of your brain shuts off all of your, um, you know, extraneous thinking. It shuts off your need for hunger, your need for, you know, procreation, mm. and mm. it just sends blood to your legs and your arms and your body, and your fight or flight kicks in. Yeah, I was about to say, it kicks it, in the fight or flight. Mechanism. It kicks it in, and you don't think about, let's, let's kick that in. I'd like to move quickly right now. I <laughs> adrenaline. <laughs> you're, adrenaline, you're, adrenaline yeah, you're, yeah, your brain doesn't have to, mm. have to come up with that mm. or deliberate. What mm-hmm. should we do? There's a coiled rattlesnake. You literally jump before you know it, because it, you're you're almost you're happening, it's happening faster on autopilot. Anyway, that's more proof of that. And so these types of things How's that other part of the brain? That, that the other cells Okay, so. exactly. So the other the other so that's the see quickly. The other cell, it remembers and it changes slowly. So over time, every time you encounter something, it creates a memory and a picture of it. Every time you encounter, was this a good encounter with that person? Okay, well I enjoy it seeing that person. Mm-hmm. Oh, would this this demean me? Did this make me feel bad? Okay, now, I'm, now I am feel this way. And you, you feel that in your gut. It's not even connected to your verbal uh, cortex in your mm-hmm. brain. Just that gut feeling of how it felt before or how this person or event or made you feel, you have a memory of that and it's constantly learning.
0: So it's probably bad that I'm thinking about certain people right now that I have that same view of. Right. Sure. (laughs) Sure. Right.
3: Because it's in there. It's in there. It's in there. But, you know, what's interesting, it's in there and you're going through that before you think about it. Hmm. You're going through that before you think about it. So, so many things are happening non-verbally. When you walk up to someone, you don't process their facial expression and their body posture. You already know if they're upset, they're mad at you or Hmm. they're disappointed. And you enter in even before your first cognitive thought of what to say. You have a feel, a gut feel of how they're who they are. Yeah, That's the husband and wife thing kicks in at this point, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> I'm right. thinking about, okay, yeah, I'm thinking about how Robin looks at me sometimes, you know, and yeah,
1: I know exactly what you're thinking. Right. Right? There, there, there's a lot, there's a whole lot to what you're saying here because, you know, we have talked about this, you and I, but my background is in uh, political science and social justice. So we go into a room of people who are the opposite. Or different, not opposite. Different culture. Mm-hmm. Are, that all of these things go into into effect without us trying, and and it's it's there. Mm-hmm. But it's maybe there with them as well. Right. Yeah, exactly. Man. Yeah, it's interesting to and think so, about. And so, so let's jump into how you can get in there, right? Okay.
3: So there's these four different skills um, that Dr. Wilder puts forth: remain relational, act like yourself, return to joy. And endure hardship well. Once more, okay. So it's remain relational, mm-hmm. and let's let's flush that out. Let's just keep relationships bigger than problems. So once it gets to your conscious mind, and we notice there's a there's a conflict or a problem, we can then decide. Let's make the relationship more important. Let's not focus on the problem and the results and the solution. you, as you much really way well, you don't even know. That. Let's mm-hmm. focus on the relationship first. Bigger than the, more than the problem. More than the problem. The problem's over here. We acknowledge the problem. Right. But let's make sure that we acknowledge the problem only in so much as that we keep this relationship strong. Priority, our priority. Right. So let's remain relationally in our communication about it, and remain relationally in our priorities. <laughs> yeah, right, that's good. That's a, that's that's a, that's a big thing. That, and if you just think about that consciously, that's actually training your emotional brain to mm-hmm. say because what what's happening is you're starting to form a habit, mm-hmm. and then some brain science behind that, you've got gray area and, and white or gray matter and white matter in your brain. And white matter moves 200 times faster than gray matter. Mm. So literally 200 times faster than you can even build a mental picture because it's a habit. Mm. And literally a synapsis is firing and white matter is forming a sheath over that synapsis. And because of that sheath, it can fire 200 times faster, which is a habit. So does that make you want to go make some good habits? Right? Yeah. If you realize that that neural pathway to picture a cornfield and somebody's walked through that same way so mm. many times mm. that there's just way less friction. It's, yeah. it's yeah. Just, just way the less path friction. Is clearer. The path See, is this
0: clearer. is the, the problem for me. The path is to my refrigerator. So I need right. to break that out.
3: Right? Yeah. When you, you get in there, you're like, whoa, there's an easy path. <laughs> well, there's an easy path. And that, that is good and bad habits. Yeah. Wherever the e- easy brain pathway goes. Mm-hmm. It, it fires two hundred times faster. So literally as you it takes time, like we've all heard, three weeks or a month, it takes time, but you can build a new pathway. And when your new pathway is remain relational instead of focus on the, the, the solution to the conflict. Because if the solution to the conflict and the results are more important, the relationship can get railroaded for the solution. And so you can build a new pathway to remain relational. The second one the, the second one is act like yourself. Act like the best version of yourself. And so when conflict arises, let's build a new brain pathway that says, what would the calm, focused, perspective, godly perspective version of me act like right now? Instead of what a four year old does is, is do a temper tantrum and mm-hmm. react to and it. react. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. But,
3: but but let's act like yourself um, and 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 let's make, let's remain relational. Mm-hmm. That's who remain I do. Relational. Act like remain yourself. Myself. Act like yourself yeah. in the heat of a conflict. Yeah. The next one is return to joy quickly. You're going to get thrown off. But returning to joy means really essentially go back to the relationship, Mm -hmm. go back to what made what go back to why the relationship started in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Return to that piece of it. Don't stay focused over here. So act like yourself and then return quickly to what matters most. Mm -hmm. And then just interrupting just for a second to say
0: it. It's always fascinated me that there are commands in Scripture that tell me I'm supposed to be joyful. Mm -hmm. It depends on me to make that conscious, intentional
1: decision. Right. Right. Paul said that I think myself happy. Yes, Paul said that. Yeah. I, I I I put myself back into joy. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. you, there you go. Yeah. I mean, this is
3: it. And in James, you know, consider it joy. Count it all joy. Mm-hmm. Count it all joy. Mm-hmm. Right? right. Trials right. of many. If a man
1: thinking, so, is he?
3: Yes. Yeah. So so literally. And then you know, it's funny. People don't often think about in a, in the context of Christianity that Paul says that anything that's praiseworthy, excellent, of good report. Think on these things. Think on these mm-hmm. things. Like, it's so practical, but mm-hmm. we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> but think about in the terms of what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. That you literally, if you think on those things, you're building neural pathways that find mm-hmm. the excellence.
1: You're reconfiguring your
3: brain. You're reconfiguring mm-hmm. the easiest way. Mm-hmm. So your brain's like, which way do we go? The oh, pathways. The pathways. They, they, not your and, brain, but the pathways, how your brain functions. Exactly. Right. You, you have a 200 times faster neural pathway to excellence and joy <laughs> and gratitude. <laughs> because you've built that habit into mm. doing it. That's a grace. And then can yeah. you imagine, because have you ever been around a person that just naturally, you could tell, now that we're talking about it, their neural pathway goes to gratitude. It mm. doesn't no matter what comes up, their neural pathway goes I to you. Know, praise everybody him, everybody. praise God. Yeah. It's okay, this is for a purpose. Mm. It's the same thing we were just talking about off air a little bit. I thought, you know, he's about to open another door, you have no idea, because <laughs> that's just where I go. Yeah. You know, because that pathway, it, it gets built up there. So mm. this is how we can get Relation, into that side. R- r- focus on
1: relationships. Secondly, act like yourself, yourself. Thirdly, quickly return to joy, quickly
3: return to joy. Finally, endure hardship well, because the most important part about rare leadership is being able to endure hardship well because suffering and challenge is going to happen. But in suffering challenges, some of these other doctors and professors say the, the, the bad six emotions, whether it be sadness, anger, jealousy, you know, disgust, fear. When those come up, can you be the top three? Can you stay relationship-focused?
2: Mm-hmm. Can you
3: act like yourself in that moment? And can you return to joy in that moment? That's enduring hardship well. Now, all these things, as you practice in your conscious mind, as you practice, you build neural pathways, it becomes automatic mm-hmm. for when something arises. It's like, okay, well, how do we how do we maintain mm-hmm. this relationship? Because that's the most important thing. That's your automatic go-to. Mm-hmm. How, okay, listen, I'm not going to throw a temper tantrum right now, even though every my flesh really wants to. But I'm not going to throw a temper tantrum right now I'm going to make sure that I'm going to return to joy in this moment. And we're going to go through this in a mature and emotionally mature fashion and get to the other side. Mm. And what that ends up doing for companies and organizations is it creates love, trust and engagement to the deepest of the deepest levels. Because they realize that a rare leader cares about the people and not the numbers. Mm. You know, there. and you talked about this earlier. uh, Simon Sinek is talking Mm. about so much. If from a from a secular point of view mm-hmm. that if companies would not would worry about people more than the numbers They would they would explode mm-hmm. and he's like I'm shocked that I even have to say this But if people have trust and engagement and they, they they're believed in and they're recognized They literally come together and create synergy. That's far beyond what they're getting paid for
2: mm-hmm.
3: You know and so all these things come into emotional intelligence and it's exciting to know that we can build n- new habits new neural pathways that can that can create automatic response of an emotional intelligent person.
0: There's something in me
3: that I'm sitting
0: next to my brother, Doctor Posley here, and I'm thinking to myself, I have a, I imagine that this stuff is going to be coming out in a sermon sometimes. Oh soon. God, <laughs> I'm already
1: I'm on sermon seven. I'm this, this young man is brilliant.
2: There um, you go.
1: He's really the Lord has favored him. I was mm-hmm. I was saying was thinking as he was talking, I think I may have said it that this is a grace. That you are, you know, you, I, we, the Holy Spirit guides who we bring here. We, we try to have, submit to him. I am facing things in my life. He's facing things in his life right now. You are here by divine providence. Mm-hmm. I know the listening orders is being blessed, but just decisions I have to make, things I have to do, you know, you, you don't know me other than in the spirit.
2: Mm-hmm. You, you're blessing
1: me, man. Every mm-hmm. word coming out of your mouth is a blessing. And I can't speak for Dr. Eccles. But go ahead speak for me it's all right you are blessing me you're <laughs> wow. blessing me some wow, people who good. may know me who are listening to this broadcast would they 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 would concur wow. you you just the lord has blessed you uh to and to be articulated like this mm-hmm. it's 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 huge man mm-hmm. i appreciate
3: it very it's much huge. i do i appreciate it it's, it's humbling to hear you say that um because I, i'm just enjoying spending time with you guys so much mm-hmm. and um you know there, there's there's just stuff out there um to be shared and, and, and God to be glorified mm-hmm. because of further confirmation. Again, I talked about teaching apologetics and yes. and how, and I heard you guys earlier talking about how we shouldn't say as Christians that, you know, that science is, is in opposition or this right. or that. And it's so true because the reality is the best science has been done in our world, but the discoveries have been done based on the belief in a creator an intelligent mm-hmm. designer. Otherwise science wouldn't even work. So, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it has to be together and it is under the umbrella of that truth. And this is another example of hard science mm-hmm. getting into the humanities and the soft science mm-hmm. and then coming together. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a, there was a secular professor that I listened to just recently said that, you know, we don't have an overarching view of emotional intelligence and why people do and respond the way they do. We've got these ideas about the fight or flight, or we've got these ideas about how your brain will, what will make you want food or to procreate or to be safe, even without your cognitive mind. But we don't have a, a, an overarching uh, idea about how this works. And, and I just had to smile. He said, we're actually inviting in yeah. the sciences, the right. brain science, we're inviting in sociology, psychiatry, <laughs> um, you know, and all of these other humanities because we've got to come together to figure this out, philosophy. Yeah. We've got to invite this in. And he said, even, even uh, literature, we're bringing all this together to try to get this overarching. And I would put forth that we know that there is an overarching philosophy mm-hmm. and it's right. like who we are in Christ yes. is what's in the background. I yeah. There's a
1: sermon once called the science of spirituality. Mm. The science of spirituality. And we don't, I don't want to go away from where we are right now, but I contend, we'll talk about it one day. Okay, that there's only one science, and it is spirituality. Hmm. We humans have labeled all of these categories mm-hmm. and, and, and disciplines. Mm-hmm. But 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 spirituality is something that can be proved, the, the, the truth of God mm-hmm. and, and his interaction with man. Is a science in itself. We, we call all the it anthropology. We call it several different things, but that, but, but often we're trying to exclude science when truly the most provable truth and evidence that we cannot deny is the existence and power of God. Mm-hmm. It cannot be denied. Mm-hmm. We, we can attempt to explain it, yeah, but the fact that we try to explain it mm-hmm. is evidence that we accept that it exists, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah, So yeah. But it strikes me to just tell you this since, you know, we're on air and it's live and I, I'll have to live by my words now. Um, I've actually been thinking about uh, asking you, I'm teaching a course, I'll start the sentence again. I'm teaching a course this fall, reading, writing, and inquiry. And I was thinking about asking you to come down and, you know, be a person that comes in and give some of the science to Absolutely. the students. You know, so they I would come and I have to say so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But you can come too. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you know, this would be just marvelous for students to hear because we live such a mo- yeah. an emotive culture today. Right. Everybody yeah. likes this and feels that you know yeah. kind of bit. So, yeah, so sure.
3: take us down another road or yeah. uh, down a different tributary. However, you want to take this. Well, first, let me say I would I'd be honored to have that opportunity. I mean, if there if there's a essentially an app running in the background that, that, that kind of secretly infiltrates our, our conscious thoughts. You know, I think people need to know about it, mm-hmm. especially when, when we're seeing that. And, and another thing, and I have to smile every time science confirms something that we know to be true biblically. And mm-hmm. and it happens all the time. Like there's a big study with the sociologist said that there's a, there's an amazing study that came out that they've proven uh, through all these details and all the different, you know, enzyme released in your body that if you'll take one day off a week, and everything will go well for you. Like literally, it's just—it's kind of a—it's a ratio that they found, oh, right. and the ratio six one, as far as completely unplugging from everything. Oh my! And Lord. so it, you know, it's—it's it's a breakthrough. Take advantage. Oh, and how how much Christians have to smile at science coming on board and figuring these things out. And so let me give you another one of those right now. Mm. And that is that our brains actually run like fuel on relationships. Mm. Uh, OK, they run off oxygen, they run off glycogen and they run off relationships. And let me try to prove that with, with some ideas here. You know, of course, we know that our God, uh, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and our Heavenly Father said, let us make man in our own image. Mm. So in and of himself, he's a relationship and he wanted a relationship with us. And so our brains how interesting that they actually run on relationships. You know, my belief is that relationships and the quality of your meaningful relationship determine more than anything else the way your life will turn out, Absolutely. the quality of your life. Uh, and it literally is for that. And, and we bypass that so much. Even remaining relational, the first line one, remain relational in the face of a problem because relationships is everything. So uh, we'll start out with a, a Harvard study where they actually put... Um, uh, monkeys in a cage, and they did some flashing lights and some noises to see how they would react. and their cortisol levels or their stress levels that they could measure went way up. Mm-hmm. And then they took their buddy monkey and put it in the cage with them. And that's the only thing they changed. they did the exact same thing, and it was reduced. their stress level was reduced by fifty percent mm. wow. just because they had a connection. Mm. right and And so that's interesting um, in and of itself, but then move into this they they, they had a um, a woman sitting <coughs> hooked up to electrodes, and there was an anticipated shock coming. And it was like on her hand or whatever. And there would be a five, four, three, two, one. And then then she would anticipate that she knew it was coming and then she would be shocked. And and you could see her right before her kind of race up and get prepared mentally to see the brainwaves move and her anxiety kind of kind of rise. So they brought a friend in the room and they saw it lessen uh, substantially. And then they brought a spouse in the room that she was extremely close with and they held hands
2: Mm.
3: and it was five, four, three, two, one and nothing absolutely How about that. absolutely no effect How about that? to this so literally that like that strength that so there's there's this and i won't go too deep into it but there's these mirror neurons in our brain mm. that actually fire based on someone else's action like my brain fires based on you smiling at me or mm. based on you uh, you know, having a certain expression or or whatever,
2: so they're connected,
3: and, and they're connected. It, and it's I don't control it. I don't tell my brain to fire when you smile. It is my brain's brain response to your action. My brain's responding on its own. It's looking for rapport. It's looking right. for connection all the time, subconsciously. Wow. Okay. And so, and this is something that you can you can read about mirror neurons. It'll blow you away how relational the science is. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you one other big one. This one's personal to me. So I have a relative just this week. Okay. Um, 88 years old and she's been fighting with dementia a mm-hmm. uh, little bit of a sad story but it's going to end sweet I promise she's been fighting with dementia for like uh, around three years several years and about 30 percent of the time unresponsive but then she'll come to because she doesn't recognize you a lot of time and her husband that's been by her side 67 years they have been married mm-hmm. by her side got pulled out of the situation because uh, he got rushed to the hospital because he's got a lot going on with his health as well and um The only thing she would say after that was, my partner's gone. Mm. My partner's gone. And then literally, and hang with me, I know it's kind of sad, but she went to 99% unresponsive in four days. Oh, wow. After several years, four days of of pulling him out of the situation, unresponsive, like, hello, hello, are you there? Are you there? Like, won't even change eye contact. Mm. And so then then they eventually had to take her to the hospital, unresponsive completely, except for she's conscious, because when they try to put her in the car. She stiffens up, mm. and you know all the all the types. So the response is there, just otherwise unresponsive. Just the the brain just said that's it. I I lost my last source mm. of fuel, mm. which is that relationship, and I'm done. And then the, the really neat story is she's laying there in the hospital bed, and they bring her husband, and they roll him in, and they hold hands. They say just just hold her hand, just reach out. This is the you know this is we're getting really really close to the end because she's an AFib to the degree. Of her heart rate's going from 50 to 150 beats per minute, mm. back and forth. Mm. Imagine this, the, mm. this going on back and forth. So it's scary. It's like just hold her hand. This is we're getting to the end. And then her heart calms to 50 beats a minute and stops the AFib. And it completely levels out with her husband coming back and holding her hand. Now she didn't know it was her husband, but her brain did. Because she didn't she didn't call him by name, she didn't, she didn't turn and recognize him. But her, her heart calmed down. And by the time uh, my mother got there, she had come back too and had a discussion with my mom. Wow. So uh, this is a real life, my <laughs> own personal and I'm doing all this research on, on relational brain. And and your 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 brain actually runs. You can go into like Navy SEAL training and how they they, they all you know train it's in true. groups of six yeah. because they, they can't you couldn't get through the Navy SEAL school or any of these schools by yourself literally you have to be in these groups of people. And and there's a lot of, there's a lot of interesting things to say about that as well, but we literally run off relationship.
0: That's great stuff. man. Oh my word. I'll just speak for myself here. I suspect I know what Dr. Posey is going to say, but uh, if you need a recommendation anywhere to speak to anybody and you want somebody's PhD behind name, I'll be happy to put my name down there, man. This is great stuff. Wow. This is really great stuff. Uh, there's nothing like uh, seeing this intersection. I mean, it's what we talked about. No, the first just, just, this is just, just so just, exciting to us, you know, yeah, yeah. because we're academics and that's part of the reason, but, you know, as Christians, you know, we're hearing this and going, this is God's world. This is the way he made us. You that's know, right.
1: this is really cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We should be following what the scripture says. Here you are proving that, 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 that reality. Mm-hmm. You know, I am, uh, you know, you seen the movie notebook. Yeah you just described that something very similar my mother recently um, was called on to be with the Lord she had dementia and I and and I I told several people I believe that God used my father who was still living in 93 to prolong my mother's life. my, 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 my um, sister is is was a caretaker fantastic caretaker for my mother uh, but in moments where she could not calm my mother down, or uh, you, you understand how it mm-hmm. yeah. works yes yes my father she could hear my father's voice or he could come in the room mm-hmm. and um a different reaction mm-hmm. you just explained to me in scientific terms why that is a reality mm-hmm. that's just that's just that's just that's just really so powerful mm-hmm. i just really I'm, I'm just really i'm blessed Talk mention again the uh uh Mirroring the mirroring. Uh, yeah, the mirror neurons. Mirror neurons. Mirror neurons. What person looking for some info? Are you have you published a book? Are you you writing? What are
3: you doing? I I have not. I have not. I've just done a ton of John. Man, I he's, just, he's getting there. I I'm gotta get with there. you, man. Yeah,
1: gotta
0: get with you. I'm telling you, you gotta get that. You, you get this man behind you, look out, Look <laughs> we, yeah. we, we, we gotta
3: get that going. I'm excited, going. Yeah, you know, it's, relatively, it's relatively new in my life. This research, uh, you know, so so you know, new down this road, it just it, it grabbed me again. I, you know, I come from a background of teaching, um, the, the deeper the better on apologetics and the history of the word of God and and the uh. Uh, the scriptures and, and, and that's where I come from. And I really love those conversations. And then when I see that, that naturally moved me into the science of Mm -hmm. the brain science, proving the Bible again and proving what God's told us about us. Mm -hmm. And so this is, and then being able to turn it into a place where I can have a platform in corporate Mm -hmm. America, Mm -hmm. because the, the deliverables, the the things that can come from this teaching um, for people in business, because at the end of the day, if you're in sales, if you're in leadership, if you're running a company, if you're running a church, if you knew what was really running you and you could grow that, because, again, it's encouraging that your emotional intelligence, your, your right relational brain can grow and create new healthy habits and almost automatic mature habits. If you knew that could happen, um, it's encouraging and you'll act on it. Sure. If you don't know it's going to work, then you disregard it completely.
1: Mm, There's just so much. You know, you guys are going to laugh when I say this, but I'm very serious. We could we could we could I gonna say this. We could write a book three of us from the areas where the Lord has blessed us to have some at least some expertise. Mm-hmm. Jacques Lacan, for example, let me tie this together. It's an old school uh, uh, uh what's the word? Uh psycho uh analysis guy. Mm-hmm. You know, your your research, your, your, your area of expertise expands the thought of 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 the master narrative and the signifiers and, and all of that. Right. And and really what it does is, is it 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 can be extended to, to consider how a culture thinks. What, what are, what are the, the pathology of a, the mental pathology of a culture? Why does a why does society think in this way? Because society has is training itself with its grand brain mm-hmm. to 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 perform certain things, to elect certain officials. Right. To, to not elect certain officials. Right. We are, we are, we are, we have, bec- we have created habits in our either immoral or moral expression, whatever the case, we'll get into that. But society has a brain. Mm-hmm. Cultures have a brain. Mm-hmm. The idea That's what culture is. held together by a common idea right. of thinking. And so, so, and, and when you when you take that and then, and 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 I, if I can mix it with some of what I do relative to cultures and their relationship and multiculturalism yep. and how that works and why relationships are so important, we talk about this show is about bringing cultures together, mm-hmm. bringing relationships together.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then when you look at how society expresses itself and mm-hmm. some of the writing that you have done, how society tells you what it's thinking in the movies that it creates. In in, in, in in the books it produces, man, we could we could we could each take a couple chapters, oh yeah, and really just do something, because you 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 are really you're not on to something. You have this great gift to make clear, yeah, and that's what I want to say.
0: That's what I want to say to you, John, and to everybody here. Once again, I'm promoting you um, uh, shamelessly, actually, um, I want to say that there are times when I hear people talk. And that's all I hear. I hear them talk. Then there are other times when I hear them explain, help me to understand, apply, and most importantly, tell me stories whereupon I have a hook to hang these ideas. Absolutely. And I'm telling you, man, you've got all five of those things going on. You have an excellent repertoire of backdrop to the science. As a Christian, obviously, you're coming at this from a different vantage point, but even in the public sphere. Mm-hmm. all of these things are going to ring true to people because mm-hmm. we're made in God's image. Right. How about that? Huh? Right. It's true. 30 seconds. Some one thing you want to leave
3: with people today, 30 seconds. Go. Well, just be encouraged um, that there is a way that you can grow in emotional intelligence and emotional maturity. And, and in other words, emotional capacity. And if you will uh, come with me and believe that uh, life is relationships and uh, it really determines so much of your success in business, your success in your career and your and your and your and your, your family.
2: Mm-hmm. If
3: it's touching all aspects of it, your IQ stops at 15. Your personality is what it is. But your emotional capacity, your connection, your ability and skill set to human connection can grow for a lifetime. Just take your time and, and look into that and, mm-hmm. and become intentional uh, about focusing on the thing that's really leading your life.
0: Listen for the name in the future, John Laster. John is going to make a name for himself. He will become the new Simon Sinek of the future. And we have had him on our radio show first. Absolutely. And Remember are, that, everyone. We are exceptionally happy about this. Thank you, John, for your time today, again. We're grateful Um, for all of the expertise you brought to the fore here today. Dr. Posley, as always, it's a pleasure to be with you, my brother. Pleasure is mine, my friend. All right, and we are looking forward to next week as well. You'll hear us again, Warp and Move Radio, Radio RadioNext.tv, at the Cool Group site. We come to you every Wednesday from 10 until 12. And just in case you haven't heard, and in case you're making plans to be here on Friday night, uh, we have had to cancel our mixer. This is a sadness to all of us. Uh, through no fault of our own, other things have happened to us. So uh keep uh keep ears open however for future endeavors and directions that we're gonna take this thing in. Looking forward to those. Uh, thank you to HB Bell again, our producer for keeping us on the air and for uh Josh Collingswood who will bring all of this good stuff up uh for us later on technically. Uh for all of those of you who listen, we are grateful for your listenership and for every opportunity that we have to explain what warp and woof is. The vertical horizontal threads that hold together fabric, Jesus by him, are all things held together. Warp and Woof Radio, we'll be back again next week. We'll see you then. See you then. Mm-hmm.